Um, we'll be starting actually with the lost mine of. I'm gonna have to keep practicing the pronunciation of this. Fandolin. Uh, uh, it's like the starter set, the starter book for this, and I think that having the story already pre-written and the adventures kind of laid out for us uh, might make it easier to get into the gameplay. So your ship uh, from the last adventure that you guys were on has crashed into the dock of the town of Neverwinter. And here you guys are currently in a tavern and the barkeep actually comes up to you guys and informs you of just the tales that he's heard of a ship with only five surviving members aboard who had slain some murloc men. And so he's offered you guys free drinks as well as some information as to what's going on in this, in this area. So apparently there is this, there's a story of this, um, this lost mine in Fan Fandolin and there's, tales of hidden treasures there and he has a friend of his who is interested in searching for this town however he needs provisions in finding this and so he's asking you guys survivors of this shipwreck if you guys would be willing to take a wagon load of provisions to his friends who are also seeking seeking out this lost mine What do they need these provisions for? Do we just keep the provisions? <laughs> so the provisions are actually casks of ale, wine, food, uh, tools used for digging and searching, uh, among other things that people would need on exploration. Uh, but because they're so far out, making the trip back to town would be just, just be an inconvenience. Uh, so he would rather some some strong adventurers uh, maybe take this job uh, on his behalf for a little bit of coin in exchange. Ooh, like a lot of bit of coin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do we know the amount of coin at this moment? <laughs> so if you guys are able to take these supplies from Neverwinter to Fandolin, uh, which will take you south along the high road. You guys will get 25 gold pieces. Each or to split? To split. Uh, the the economy is um, is pretty low in this in this okay. era. So 25 is actually a lot. So let me get this straight. So we're going to take these supplies for 25 gold pieces. Do we have to come back to get paid? Are we going to be paid up front? Or? You'll be paid there when you upon arrival. Dang, they're going to count the supplies before they pay us, probably. Can't steal any. No. Could we drink from the casks and fill them with dirt so they wouldn't know? <laughs> This one's a little lighter than the rest of them. <laughs> it was a bumpy road, all right? It fell out as we went. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm broke. I need gold. Yeah. All right. So Let's do it. You guys are on the trail, 
and we'll need at least it looks like one one or two of you uh sitting atop the wagon uh driving it or steering it and the rest of you can follow so any anyone in particular care to be the driver anyone with good perception I, have I would like to walk because I'm a big athletic dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're behind the horses. So. Uh, <laughs> one of my skills is perception. Same. So either both of you or one of you, one of you drive and one of you uh, kind of lead off to the side ahead. And then I'll follow in the back with Boggs. In the back? Don't we have, need to have like the big, big grunts up front? We'll, we'll be off to like the sides of the car. How about that? We won't be okay. behind it. But... And it is I can a couple. Lead because I can talk to animals and see if there's anything hiding up there. So I'll talk to the little squirrelies on the side as we go. <laughs> Perfect. And it is actually uh, the trip is a couple days, so you guys will have plenty of time to to shift around. I'm sure. Um, okay. So, as stated earlier, um, this is for finding uh, or getting to this um, city of Fandalir or this lost city of Fandalir uh, in, in order to seek out this mine. Now, <laughs> some of you may have been aboard the ship wanting to, to get there, like you already know of this, and some of you just might be there for adventure. So this is completely up to each and every one of you. Um, but along the trail... you guys are able to uh, to converse and get to know one another because apparently you guys only Matt or only... Sorry. Character Your names. Your name is Gafayan. <laughs> only Gafayan and Akamos know mm. one another. So the rest of you, if you would like to take a little bit of time to get to know each other while on the trail. Yeah, we got a lot of time to kill. Uh, you guys can speak and ask questions like of each other. Games where we go around. Yeah, you guys can ask questions of each other to, to uh, saddle up on your backstories. I'll start. So, so am I? Am I driving? Or was? Yeah, I think I think you're driving. Okay. So I'm just gonna kind of stand up with. The, I guess it's being pulled by some kind of creature. So I guess so. It doesn't have a motor, right? So, uh, so I'm just going to stand up with the, with the reins and I'm going to kind of look around at each of you. Know? My name is Lindy R. Stormcaller and I am from the Silver Creek Clan. I come from Gilladon. It's the land of the great forest and a home to all manner of creatures, both friend and foe. Um, the wood elves do make friends with the animals. Uh, however, there are some that don't appreciate our cohabitation. Um, I'm on this path of adventure to gain knowledge and experience to further my skills as a master ranger before I can return to my home and take my rightful place as the leader of the clan. So this is more than just an adventure. It's a rite of passage for me. Um, so a little bit about me. My alertness is at the pinnacle of my capabilities. I can sense things all around at all times. I'm skilled in navigating and traversing all terrain. While in my company, we will not become lost, nor will we ever be slowed by any difficulties of natural creation on our path. My expertise in foraging will yield amounts in abundance of, that will easily suffice for our needs. And when tracking, if that should ever come needed, I can detect much information of our quarry, uh, like the number in the group, their sizes, and how long since they've been passed. 
The last and most important part is I do believe in the preservation of nature and that no harm come to any living by my hand unless provoked or left with no alternative. I do provoke easily, though, so that's not ever going to be a problem. My natural enemy is the undead, and not one will be left standing should we come across any. There will be no questions asked. My weapon is my longbow. His name is Sandine. Sandine in common means descendant. It was crafted from a branch of our elder tree, hence descendant. It was carefully cured and shaped. Ornate carvings adorned from top to bottom. It has been strung with hemp, covered with a misty acorn oil recipe known only to those in the Silver Creek Clan. It is virtually unbreakable. The Silver Creek Clan bows are known throughout the land and are coveted price for anyone outside the clan, should they be fortunate enough to find one in their possession. Should I perish along the way during our travels, whoever avenges me shall become the owner of Sandine. This is written in the law of the clan. And that is about all I have to tell you right now. Nice. I'm looking forward to having your bow. (laughs) (laughs) Fight <laughs> over it. Alertness and tracking capabilities. So, if no one else has anything to share, we can continue on. I have a story to tell. I was a grunt in the army of Red Mist from the land Egrizuno. I set my sights on the rank of Red Mist General. In battle after battle, I proved my worth through gory deed. I rose through the ranks, helped by the fact that I never hesitated to decapitate a superior. During a seven-year campaign of the Thousand Tarns, I began to distinguish myself above, above others through glorious carnage, my star of fame shining ever brighter, while the number of comrades in arms steadily dwindled. During what hopes to be my last battle on whatever planet we're on, or land we're on, uh, I got into a vicious fight with a Vool assassin. Wounded, the Vool assassin beast ran into a river, and I pursued. In the struggle, he dropped his axe in the river. I dropped my axe in the river. Using my bare hands, I choked the Vool assassin to death, then used its body like a raft falling asleep on it as I drifted downriver. I woke as the raft was about to go over a waterfall, just in time to hit my head on a rock. When I woke, I was being treated by a bear tribe with special herbal remedies. I healed and learned from the bear tribe for several months until I was healthy enough to set out on this journey back to my motherland. This is when I boarded a ship and then woke up unconscious with these comrades that we see today. That's it with you. Uh, oh. <laughs> Don't mess with me. Maybe we should let him drive. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, I'll go ahead into mine then. Uh, slightly Giffians as well. Um, I never knew why I was different. Uh, The stories that were told to me as I was growing up were that they had found me in a cave down on the shoreline and that my real father must have been a fisherman and that this local fisherman had made a deal with the lord of Stygia, Levestus, one of the most hated archdevils in the Nine Hells. 
Myth has it that the deal was to bring bountiful fishing trips to, for the sailor and to the village. Curiously enough, it seemed to have worked, as our village is thriving with, noun to ha- er, with known to have the biggest and most amount of fish. The family that found me decided that I was worth saving and harbored and kept me hidden from the village until the day that changed my life forever. I was playing on the backside of a hill that faces away from the village when two local villagers hunters happened to come across me. They ended up throwing a few spears my way as I bolted off towards my home. They followed and confronted my family. One of the hunters ended up hitting my mother, and my father stepped in. As my father stepped in to protect her, he was slain. They allowed my mother to live, but I was to be outcast. I made my way to the closest city where the people are a little bit more accepting. I got into the bounty hunting business. Why should I care about these people? Through deception and stealth, I became very good, and it was quite a lucrative business. This is where I ran into Giffian. We have formed a bond that cannot be broken, and we would die for each other. As a matter of fact, we almost have a few times. He has taught me to see the better side of people and harness my vengeance, not towards the common people, but towards what has cursed me. I have decided that by any means necessary, that I must make things right. I have taken an oath, an oath of vengeance, and along this journey, Giffian has vowed to help. I must seek vengeance against this fisherman, or more importantly, Levestus himself. I've started training every day as a warrior, and even dabbling with making a deal with an un- otherworldly patron, mysterious entity from the Shadowfell. And now, I've heard about this mine, this lost mine, and hoping to gain power from it. And that is why I'm on this carriage ride with you, fine folk. Sorry for your losses, sir. No problem. It happens. <laughs> we can get you back and get your vengeance. <laughs> Great. So you guys have been on the Tribor Trail for about a half day. As you come around a bend, you spot two dead horses sprawled about 50 feet ahead of you, blocking the path. Um, this kind of looks like a, a trap. Definitely a trap. Right? Two horses blocking. We'd have to go around. So there's, is there a path around, or do we have to move these horses to keep going? Upon further inspection of the horses, you'll notice that several black feathered arrows are sticking out of them, and the woods press close to the trail here, with a steep embankment and dense thickets on each side. The wagon would not be able to traverse around these horses. Uh-oh. Definitely a trap. For sure. Um, I'm gonna go move those horses. Yeah, I'll I'll start I'll start helping move the horse as well. So, right now we have Akamos and Bog moving up to move the horses. Uh, Anyone want to be on the lookout? I'll be on lookout. So at this time, if you guys can roll and make a dexterity check. Uh-oh. All of us? Uh, we'll start with um, with Akamos and Bog, and then the rest. A, and then, uh, a just a straight dex? It's just a dexterity check. Um, and then Matt, being on lookout, will also roll. Somebody need a letter? Uh... What do I do on these? How do I roll? What do I roll? Uh, just roll a d20. D20? And add, your, and add your dexterity model. Boom, these guys are fucked. 
Uh, I rolled a 19. I have 20, 21 total. So I rolled a 20, and I have 35 oh. total. No, no, just your, your modifier. So the, the smaller number, the plus. Oh, uh, 22 total. And I rolled a 21 dex. So we got a 21 and a 22, and then Matt? Uh, with a 14 with a plus 2. For a 16. Okay, hold on. Values are too high. So Akamos and Bog end up spotting one goblin in the thicket. However, one um, takes you by surprise from behind. So at this time, if you guys will roll a initiative okay everyone just just them uh yes everyone will roll initiative you guys are all aware of uh one goblin do we know the um the distance away uh they're right on you you uh you guys walked right into their right into their trap but you spotted one what uh so i roll an initiative and that's a d20 again yes Uh, 12 initiative for me. And does this have any modifier? It's just a little plus in the box, basically your dex modifier. Is always the dex? Uh, initiative is always dex, but you, you okay. see next to your AC box and speed, there's initiative box. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So I got 8 plus 2, 10. Yeah, 12 plus 2, 14. Crit and Akamos, what'd you get? Uh, 12. 12? 12. And Land Landigar? 11. 11? Yep, the land is good. And Faya? Uh, she got an 18. Oh, plus, I don't know what her perspective is. Probably 2. So she got a 20. Okay. And then I'm finishing. Uh, up. I can I can take I, you guys send her sheet right. I can take a look real quick. Yes. Sir. <laughs> oh, it's it should be blank. Right. it's blank. So whatever she rolled is plus zero because her dex is at ten. So she only has oh zero. okay yeah so she got eighteen so eighteen for her plus zero there. Does she have her arms? So I'm last. Okay, so we have. You are on on top of the cart. Just get in the order ready. 
All right. So the goblin that has taken you guys from by surprise was in the back and he has that we're looking at right now is this what we're where we're at oh yeah yeah let me uh sorry i gotta put the enemies up yeah and do you want to put like um can you put us kind of like in order like me next to um bogs moving horses somewhere yeah, my bad so i can kind of see which direction we're going here you're going reverse yeah so you guys are like up here okay. moving the horses were they male horses that were dead uh, they're gender fluid horses. Okay. <laughs> they don't identify it themselves. Okay. I don't yeah. know why they tuck their horn between their legs. That's a weird <laughs> unicorn. So this is the one that you guys spotted here. Okay. Okay. Wait, okay. So, so I'm still standing on top of the driving the, the wagon of the cart. And this is the one that took you guys by surprise up here. Wow. Sneaky little guy. And you guys did see. Oh, my bad. You guys here. Can you move him slightly down just a little bit? The screen's cut, cutting that off. Oh, is it? Okay. There we go. Oh, uh, you guys. It's a big trap. Holy oh, yeah. shit, 25 gold. <laughs> Can we go back? They might, they might have stuff on them. Yeah, we better start drinking Ooh. now. <laughs> here, guys. Oh. <laughs> so here we go. You guys can see everybody? All right, there we go. Yeah. So, so we only noticed basically the three on the bottom part of the screen, but we missed the, the dude on top. He's the one that gets the surprise. Yes, yeah, so you guys caught all three. The you guys caught these two on the bottom and this one that was right next to you. However, the oh, one up top uh, near the rocky ledge, he gotcha. took you guys by surprise. Basically, as we were moving, moving the, we were moving the right horse to the side. We noticed the goblins. We just missed the one behind us because we haven't gotten to the left one yet. Yes. Perfect. So... The one that took you by surprise is rushing forward. And he's going to go straight for Bog for a melee attack. I'm not liking this. Mom, Bog. So whose turn is it? Or what is it? It's, um,. My bad. It's the D20, and then is it Dex? Um, it depends. What the? It you said it's a goblin. Yeah. Oh, I gotta take a look. Well, he's got minus one to strength, and then plus two to Dex. Um, a melee weapon is. It looks like at the bottom it's. Oh, I got you. Plus four to hit. I got you. So whatever you rolled, plus four to hit. Okay, so fifteen. Does that hit your AC, Boggs? What's your AC? 15 is my AC. So it just hits. So it just, just hits. Just hits. I goes to the, the runner, me? <laughs> nope. 
Ooh. Yowch. So. <laughs> You're dead. Um, no. Oh, no. So as this goblin takes you by surprise, he raises his skimtar up over his head, jumping off of the ledge in your direction oh, and hitting you with slashing damage for eight. You rolled a six? I oh, did. Oh, my God. Dick move. Indeed. <laughs> oh, uh, Lauren, you are up. I mean, Faya, you are up. So she's actually, uh, she got called into a work Zoom meeting real fast. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you want me to like roll for yeah. her. Yeah, change your voice. Yeah, change your voice. <laughs> Something Southern, you know? <laughs> don't let her hear you. I'm going to beauty. That's painful. <laughs> um. Hmm. Do entangle? I don't really know. Uh, let me look up the spells. What's what spells did she take? Uh, she's got. She could select four, right? That I sent. Right. So she's got entangle, thunder wave, speak with animals, and goodberry. Okay. Thunder wave is kind of cool. Damage. Yeah, thunder wave is like a push thing. Right. So she could definitely, and I'm pretty sure she could hit those two goblins to the south with that. And then, yeah. so I got confused. We we can see them all four now. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Now we can see all of them. Okay. Uh, so she, yeah, she'd like to cast uh, thunder wave on so the two at the bottom. And the range on that? We need. Will you need to move? Range is self. Yeah. Okay. So the, sorry, range is fifteen foot cube. Are they within that? So yeah, each of these cubes, I think, is five feet. Yeah, it's five. Thunder. Might thunder. be a little far. So we'll yes. put you right in the middle. Can we move a little bit closer and then... Is that enough in a turn? Or Yeah, so I have you here. What is it? Thunder wave? All right. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah 15 foot cube. And yeah, that would get both of them. Uh, and then it pushes them up to 10 feet away. Yeah. Well, what's like what's the that difference? Itself, yeah. So fifteen oh, feet yeah, in front so of you. So she lives there. In addition, unsecured objects that are completely within the area of the and push ten feet. For some each uh, creature's on a failed save, a creature takes two d eight thunder damage and is pushed ten feet. Okay, so I get a d eight, and then I'll look up her her DC. Okay. Her DC is 8 plus 2, 10 plus her wisdom modifier, which I think is 3. So is this an auto hit or there's, there's no roll check? No, so they, the, they have to both roll. So they have to make save. a constitution saving throw against a 8 plus uh, 2, 10 plus whatever her wisdom modifier is. So these goblins have to roll. Hold on. Uh, third. Uh, they have to roll a 13 or higher for constitution on each one of them. Okay. If they fail, they will take 2d8 thunder damage. On um, on a successful save... And, and sorry, and they'll be pushed 10 feet away. Yep. On a successful save, if they meet the requirement, they t- only take half the damage. And, and they don't get pushed. So you rolled 2d8, Kane. 
Ten total. Okay, and then you roll, Chango. You roll the DCs for both of them. So roll a D twenty for both of for both goblins. Okay. So one got a three. Okay, so I don't think that saves thirteen. Nope. <laughs> Their con is plus zero. So yeah. So this one yeah. is going to get pushed ten and take how much damage? Ten damage. Ten, ten damage. damage. Okay. And this one will get pushed ten. Oh, so they both failed. Uh, yes. The other one rolled. Nice. Uh, it was poor, very poor rolls. This one will get pushed ten. <laughs> And take ten and they damage. Each took ten points of damage. Cool. A little unfortunate they get farther away from us, but maybe that's good. Yeah. Focus on. Focus on these guys. All right. So now, this goblin here, he makes a rush in for a melee attack against Akamos. And the roll is eight. I don't think that's going to hit my AC. No. <laughs> he misses. Or so, he hits and it does so seeing his two, his two co-goblin brethren being pushed back with such force by Fea, this one is a little shook. As he's running, he's a little misstepping. And when he then unsheaths his skimtar to strike... Uh, he's taken off balance and misses Akamos completely. Oh, wait. Am I bad? I did do their damage. Uh, their hit points wrong. So to circle back to Faya mm-hmm. with the what was it? Thunder wave. Thunder wave. Thunder wave. Yep. So with the thunder wave hit that went undodged by any of them, they're pushed back with such great force that they're actually killed. Immediately. Heart <laughs> stopper. Boom. She just walked over there, <laughs> blasted a thunder wave. She's not even here. Get two kills. <laughs> and taken off the field. So I don't know if this affects us or any, any other part, but the spell also emits a thunderous boom audible to 300 feet. I thought 300 foot hurt us. <laughs> That's the attention of all the others. Not the dead yeah. one. All right. right. So we have. So that one ran over and just missed me. Yes, he missed you completely. Um, This one's gone. So, Gifayan, you are up. Uh, Seeing this goblin charge at my brother, yet he missed, put me into a panic mode, and I immediately launch magic missiles. Oh, nice. and the range on that? Do you need to move or? 
120 feet. Okay. I think you hit They're that. within range. Okay. Yep. And we're going for the one that tried, that attempted to strike Akamos, correct? Correct. Okay. D4. Sure I'm reading this right. So you create three glowing darts of magical force. Each dart hits the creature of your choice that you can see within range. A dart deals 1d4. So am I rolling three of them, or am I just rolling one, and they're all doing the same damage? I think you roll three d4. Each one. Yeah, I think you roll it for each dart. Yeah, I think you would roll each separately. Okay, so... I mean, you can, you can do it either or. I like it. Yeah. Matter, but. First one's three, plus it does one, uh, one, damage, one damage of force. So four total, or...? Four, yeah, yeah so that's four. Four total? Plus... This, let me make sure I got this right. Yeah, so four damage on that one. Are you first missile. Guy. Second one. Only and these are two. these are direct hits. They're not. Um, there's no saving throws or anything. Yeah, yeah it says nothing about saving throw. Gotcha. Let me make sure though. Yeah, it just says it just hits. Yeah, I think my match missiles one of those like special spells. That- Good. I don't like missing. <laughs> and the last one, last one hits for five. Three or four. So as you cast your first magic min- missile, launching it past Landegar's, like pretty much right past his head, in immediate reaction, not paying attention to anything going on around you, blazing past him, blazing right past Akamos as well, with spot on aim, you hit this goblin so hard the second one not so much but the third one completely obliterates him melting his head off of his shoulders i'll take it yeah, a little head nod like a little nice job man. appreciate it brother kobe <laughs> akimos you're up i'm up all right um seeing that this is little puny goblin surprise bogs try to take him on i'm gonna roll around to his backside and basically flank him i like it um and then i'm going to roll to hit i'm gonna pull out my warhammer and try and forge his skull into dust Um, let's see, 12 plus, uh, 12 plus 2, 14, plus strength mod, uh, 15. That is a hit. Alright, so then we roll 1d8. Um, 6 plus 1, 7. So after flanking the goblin that was attacking Bog and making a way behind him with lightning fast reflexes, you pull your hammer from wherever it is you keep your hammer and bring it down with a window or and bring it down with such force, a crushing blow. You actually push the head of the goblin down into its chest cavity 
killing it with one deadly blow. All uh, enemies on the field have been slain. As a bonus action, I would like to look around. Do we see any more rushing after they heard that thunder wave, or as do I see any movement in the tree line, or, or do we think we're okay right now? So as you continue to look around in the area, you don't hear anything as if you've made yourselves aware to the surrounding area. However, you notice that the creatures have been using this place to stage ambushes for some time, and the trail hidden behind the thickets on the north side of the road leads northwest. Hmm. Do we rather go that way or move these horses? I mean, can we loot these bodies? Yeah, let's, yeah, uh, let's take a look at interesting on these goblins if we find anything first, and then we'll decide if we want to maybe see if we go back to their little camp and see if there's either more and eliminate them from jumping other people. So as you guys as you guys are searching the the remains of the goblins, you'll find that they have nothing on their person. Okay. Um, one of you, um, since Akamos, you're the one who's surveying the area. If you'll yep. roll, uh, uh, do a wisdom check. Okay. Oh, that is not great. Uh, a three. I see lots of trees. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would any just to throw it out there? Would anybody else like to uh, to also inspect the area and maybe help you know help Akamos out a little bit? <laughs> yeah, let's use that ranger here. Yeah, I, I have investigation, so yeah, and, and perception. Okay, so I like I like this. All right, Landagar, if you'll go ahead and do a wisdom check. Chris, which one is that? That's a, uh, just your wisdom perception. Basically wisdom. I know. Roll, 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 a, roll a d20. And add my modifier. Okay, 11 plus 3 is 14. That's way better than a 3. <laughs> yeah. I'm awesome. So as Landegar begins to survey the area, telling Akamos, go ahead and step aside and let a real ranger show you how it's done. <laughs> he lays his fingers into the dirt as if reading it like Braille. And he can recognize that about a dozen goblins have come and gone along this trail, as well as signs of two human-sized bodies being hauled away from the ambush site. I feel like we got to check this out, guys. I think we should follow them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got to try and save these two, two poor guys. Hopefully they're not dead bodies and they just knocked them out. Do you know what they're being hauled away by? Are they by, by goblins as well? More goblins? As Landagar has has read the earth, um, it's plain as day for him to see, and he turns and explains to you that they were dragged off by their by their ankles. Whether or not they are dead or alive is um, to be determined. We don't know. And and you said about half a dozen Landagar, so we're we're looking at probably like another at least another two or three got ones. Um. Yeah, I so say let's uh, yeah, let's follow the trail. We'll bring our, our we'll bring our cart around and and pull it along. So you guys are tied off. Yeah, um, we'll go ahead and um, 
for e for all four goblins, you guys will go ahead and earn uh, fifty experience points for a total of two hundred points divvied up amongst yourselves. So So you guys go ahead and steer the wagon away from the road and tie off the oxen uh, in order to keep it out of out of the way from anybody who might come by and want to steal things. Uh, You've you've hidden it well enough to where you're assured that when you return, everything will still be there waiting for you. So you guys make your way down the trail. Or as you guys are preparing to make your way down the trail, uh, marching orders are required. It is a narrow, single, single track trail, so you will be walking single file. Do we want big big man Boggs in front, or do we want our our tracker in front? That's the question. So, so just a, just a bit of information is that I can go stealth if I'm leading. Uh, we yeah, I can track and go stealth, and and you can just follow along. I'll unstealth as needed if needed. I like that idea. Yeah, Boggs did take a hit. So okay, um, so still stronger as ever. Landegar leads. Uh, uh, you guys are also ten feet ahead of everyone else, and hopefully, we'll, yeah. You guys are also allotted a rest. Uh, I've not been tracking each of your HP. Uh, I, don't, idea. I don't know who took a hit. Um, I think it was only Bog. Only, only one of us. Yeah. I, I took a hit. I'm at seven HP right now. Okay, so from the last, yeah, from the last battle on the boat. Um, I didn't get any rest, and I was down to seven as well. Okay. So we'll take a we'll take a short rest as we as you know, uh, Giffian and I will try and push the cart off and hide it, and then uh, take like a little short rest. Okay. So so we roll for a short rest to restore. You, you, you roll your hit dice, which would be whatever one d something. You you only have one each. Okay. So for me, it's a d eight. Yeah. And probably for you're a barbarian, right? Kane? Yeah, I'm barbarian, so I'm rolling a d12. Yeah, you roll 1d12, and then you get back that hit points, but it can exceed your max hit points. Okay, well, I rolled a 12. You rolled a 12? Hell yeah. So you're back. And I I rolled a 7. That was a nice short rest. Yeah. So marching orders. We have Landegar heading heading the trail. Behind him, we have Bog. After that, Uh, we have... Okay. I'll take the very rear. Pause. I mean, hey. to be in front of. Do I need to do a check to make sure that I can get into? It says make a, a a dexterity check to go into stuff when you yeah, tell. Yeah, um, he might either have us all roll stealth to see if we're all sneaky, or if you're gonna lead like five or ten feet ahead of us and just be okay. separately from us a little bit and then roll stealth yourself. So that's, that's up to different. you then. Landigar, what? Yeah, as the one that was my original plan. That's that's what I thought I would do is stay in front of you in stealth. Okay, so then uh, you would roll like a stealth check, and you will move half as fast as normally, and we'll we'll be like five ten feet behind you. Yeah. 
kind of let, let him lead the way a little bit, and then when he well, notices... Okay, so, so I roll a d20, and... And, and then, yep. Uh, and if you're proficient in stealth, which I think you are, then you would add your proficiency bonus to it. Okay, so so dex bonus and proficiency bonus? Yeah. The, and plus on the d20. So what, what is the number that I need to make to be in stealth? You don't know, but uh, Django oh. knows what, what they kind of need to know to see you. Yeah, so okay. he has an idea of what you what number you need to roll, but you don't know what number. All right, so unless you roll like a natural twenty or something like that, roll thirteen. Okay. My proficiency bonus is two, and my dex bonus is four. So nineteen. Okay. So as Landegar is making his way down the path ahead of you guys, and you've been on the trail for about ten minutes, I'll ask. Since Landon is scouting, to go ahead and roll a perception check, a wisdom check. So, same thing, but just add the, the wisdom, Chris. Is it perception? Check it is perception. Yeah, it's perception. Are you proficient in perception? Yeah. Okay, so then you... Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, how do I tell if I'm proficient? Uh, are you, is it bubbled in on your sheet? Is what bubbled in? Perception. It's in the wisdom box. Yes. It is. Okay, so you are proficient in it. Oh, okay, so there's so no need to roll. It's just, it's just whatever your perception is, or... No, 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 no. It's, so if he's proficient in it, that just means he has his proficiency bonus, so like an extra two. Oh, okay, okay. okay, okay. So, so I rolled a d20 again, right? You, you rolled a what? No, so I'm asking. I rolled a d20 again? Yeah, d20 plus your wisdom modifier plus two for proficiency bonus. Okay, so I rolled a three, and, that, and I have a three for wisdom... Bonus and two for my proficiency, so eight. So eight. Crap. What and what is this? What am I rolling for? Just a, a awareness. This is just you to see, like as you're stealth and moving along. This is what you're okay. perceiving. Okay, got it. So I roll an eight. So if yeah, you might have needed to roll a ten to see them, but you don't know that. Okay. So as you've continued to make your way down this path, and you're continuing to survey the area around you, unfortunately, you miss and trip a snare. Damn. Failing to notice this, you'll need to roll uh, DC 10 dexterity saving throw. Come on. I mean, I think you just have to roll a 5 or higher or something like that. A D10? No, a D10, D20, and it's a dex save. So if you're oh. proficient in dexterity saves, you add your proficiency bonus plus your dex modifier. So, so which is a two, so eight. Eight. I don't think you met the check. I think it was a ten, right? Yes. Yeah. So you are suspended upside down, about ten feet above the ground. <laughs> Do we leave him? <laughs> I'm gonna pull my bow and shoot the fucking rope. <laughs> and you are restrained until one or more slashing damage is dealt. To the snare's cord. Um, so yeah, you have to roll in order to, uh, if you want to shoot it with an arrow or just take a slash at it, uh, you pretty much got to roll a one to, to cut yourself loose. Oh, okay. So, well, I, mean, I don't have, a, I don't have a, anything but a bow. Before you do that, Land, because I'm assuming we're slowly pulling up to it. He hasn't said anything. Yeah. So we, we, we pull up and 
Boggs and I are going to try and catch him so he doesn't like land on his head or anything like that. Okay. He's 10 feet up, right? So that's not too... Like, he's a... Uh, Boggs is a barbarian. He's like six feet tall already. Okay. Yeah, so six foot, like, you're 10 foot so in the air. Uh, four feet difference. Yeah, four foot difference. Yeah. What am I rolling? To hit... A D8 plus Dex? A D20. Okay. So I'm rolling. You're rolling to hit. You're, if you have a dagger or if you're using your bow to try and. Okay. Oh, I'm rolling to hit. Okay. Yeah. So I roll my, my nine. And yeah, my nine plus yeah, your dex is four. So 13. Yeah. So you hit the rope and um, let's go ahead and see if you guys catch him. Go ahead and roll okay. a. Um, go ahead hey, and roll boss, a. Uh, Land tripped a trap, and he got suspended by his ankles ten feet in the air. You and I are under him right now to catch him. Oh, okay. So we got we got to roll the catch. A roll a d twenty. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> this guy is not looking good. Yeah, I roll. I rolled a two, and is oh, it, girl, no. is it strength? <laughs> I think it, is it. What is it? Do we add anything to catch? No, to see it's just catch? a check. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, so two. Yeah, two. Okay. Would you roll? I rolled a two. Oh, we both oh, rolled twos. Yeah, <laughs> not good. Play. So, so Landagar, I'm gonna need you to roll a one d six for damage. Oh no! Three. You roll the three. So after being hung upside down in the snare with Akamos and Bog, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you down at the bottom. And you're hollering down at them, you guys better get me. You cut yourself loose. And you fall right between their arms. <laughs> slamming right on your back for three damage. Giffian just happened to tell a really funny joke, and we both looked over right as he shot us. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I shrug with laughter. So at this time, <laughs> at, at this time, if you guys would like to rethink the marching orders, um, you can do so now. <laughs> I mean, he was pretty stealthy, so they didn't see him. He just missed the trap. So I, th- I think we'll we'll keep we'll keep the the marching order the same. Yep. All right. So Landon, Landigar still heads the heads the expedition, and you guys out of my ears with a little bit of a little bit of mud and hurt pride after taking the fall. Uh, you make your way further down the trail, and about another ten minutes down the trail. I'll need you to. The forest was harder than the goblins. (laughs) (laughs) They're traps. I'll need you to roll perception. All right, which one is that again, Chris? (laughs) Your wisdom, and if you're proficient in it, if it's bubbled, then you add your proficiency. Okay, it is. So that's going to be plus five on a 10, 15. So. This time, you are doubly sure that you are looking everywhere. You've just told these adventurers that you just met on this trail that you're, this, is your, this is what you do. You search. You, you find things. You're one with nature. 
And so not wanting to be made a fool a second time, you actually spot a pit that has been camouflaged by the goblins. The pit is about six feet wide and 10 feet deep. Dang. Uh, Let's avoid that. (laughs) All right. We need to step off to one of the sides. Are we clear? You guys are clear. Okay. All right. So okay, after defeating okay, one, one and one. Yeah, after defeating the goblin ambushers, you guys have now come upon the Cragmaw hideout. And this completes a story milestone. So when you guys arrive at the hideout, you'll now each receive seventy five experience points. So sixty plus seventy five. One the Cragmaw tribe of goblins has established a hideout from which it can easily harass and plunder traffic moving along the trail, the tribal trail or the path to Phandalin. The Cragmaw tribe is so named because each member of the tribe sharpens its teeth so they appear fierce and jagged. The leader of the Cragmaw bandits layering here is bugbear <laughs> yeah bugbear oh is a, a bugbear sorry my bad i thought that was his name uh named clark uh who has who has orders of the chief of the cragmars to plunder any poorly defended caravans or travelers that come this way a few days ago a messenger from cragmar castle brought new instructions Waylon the Dwarf and Grunlin Rockseer and anyone traveling with him. So this is all information that you guys found out as soon as you reached there. You found these um, these provisions lying about and you came upon um, the items that belong to Waylon the Dwarf. Uh, Waylon the Dwarf, Gundren, Rockseer. And you notice that he was traveling with one other. So we think these two tracks are these guys, basically. Wayland. Yeah, you pretty much came across his uh, his traveler's journal. And so that's how you know of these Kragmaw goblins and pretty much what they've been doing. They've been raiding uh, people who have just been trying to travel this trail. So now you've found the den, uh, the den that they also have been dragged into. So at this point, you guys are, um, let me get this set up. At oh, the cavern. Oh, look at that. We like that. Okay, so that's the entrance to the north, right? Okay. Yeah, and we'll place you guys behind this rock here. All right, so yeah. I forget, were those uh, two guys being dragged dead or alive? We don't know It's yet. still to be determined. Yet, still? Okay. We just found their, some other provisions. Right? Gotcha, okay. <clears throat> so at this point, you guys have the opportunity to rest if you like. Uh, call your journey here until the next session or continue forward into the Cragmaw hideout. We're not going till midnight tonight? <laughs> um, I know Fia is 
not available. Um, Fia is already absent. Yeah. Uh, I'm good for another hour. If you're comfortable enough running her character, Kane, and she doesn't mind, then... Everyone's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good to, uh, good to go. Um, before we s- do our next move, I'm going to do cast Lay on Hands on uh, Landigar, and I'm going to heal him his three hit points. I feel bad about him falling. <laughs> I, wanna, I use three of my to- five total hit points that I can pass out to people and heal him back up. On our original um, encounter with the the first four, did Bob not take a hit when we first started? No, he did. And then we rested. Yeah, we short rested. He rolled a 12 and you rolled an 8. So you're both like... Right, I missed that part. And then you hit the trap. We both missed you. You took three damage. Uh, well, that's another resting area, or we were just having like an us rest. Because like, can we heal in this rest right here as well without using your spell? I mean, we can. We can take a. Uh, we can take a, a short rest if you want. Um, that, that just means I roll. Yeah. Oh, uh, actually, you don't get your hit dice back until I think you take a long rest. So I don't think you'd be able to. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I heard we're trying to get information on that. I couldn't couldn't get anything clear on it. So anyway. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you you only regain like half of your hit dice on a long rest. So you would regain your one round up. So you would regain your one hit dice after a long rest, which we would basically have to camp out and then do it the next day if you wanted. But I can just I can just cast my lay on hands and still have two hit points okay. left over to heal people with. So. So I'm gonna I'll I'll ca- I'll go ahead and heal land up and I think we're and at any point wanna... in this travel we can do house rules and just say that this is like a this rock area is your hearth and you can run right back to it and uh, take a break from the journey because the Cragmaw uh, Cave hideout is uh okay. it can be big so. You guys have you healed up? Everybody's uh, full health now. There you go. Okay, yep. so the trail from the Goblin ambush site leads to the entrance entrance of the Cragmaw Hideout. Following the Goblin's trail, you come across a large cave in a hillside five miles from the scene of the ambush. A shallow stream flows out from the cave mouth, which is screened by dense brer thickets. A narrow path leads into the cave on the right-hand side of the stream. Um, the thicket so we is impenetrable time? from the west side of the stream. I don't have a map set up for this one yet. <laughs> so we're using the theater of the mind right now. The actual cave, or just this, that's that entrance. Hello. Wait, what was that? Uh, yeah. Do you get um? Do, are, you, do you just have a map for? You don't have a map for the actual cave. Not yet. No. Okay. I didn't think you guys would get here this quick. <laughs> or, or speed devils. I um, know. I'll have more <laughs> set up next time. <laughs> All right. Trying to think. Um, 
Is there any uh, any uh, goblins on guard? Do we see anything? So right now, all you see is the stream, uh, and it's supposed to be coming out of the mouth of the cave. Um, oh. You can also listen. However, the stream is so loud that uh, you wouldn't hear anything other than the rush of flowing water. So uh, here, water, we don't, and we kind of see like a like a small like side entrance to this cave. So in order to enter the cave, um, you would need to make your way across the stream, um, but it would bring you close to a thicket of trees uh, as well. Hmm. I think I want to explore this cave. Yeah, I'm thinking that we should definitely. If there doesn't look like there's any on guard, is do we want to? There's no other entrance we can visibly see. No. Do I take like a closer look or? So upon closer look, it seems to be water flowing out of the mouth of the door of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> It is, in fact, water. How deep the creek? Is it a foot? Three feet? Eight feet? Uh, it's traversable on foot. Uh, ankle okay. deep. Okay. The water's not rushing that that fast to sweep anybody away. Um, do we, I don't think we need stealthy, stealthiness, right? I think like we, we throw bogs to stomp, stomp through the water first. Or or do we or do or do we want to take this like uh like assassins and try and slowly make our way in? I mean, most of us have dark vision. Can we peek within? Oh yeah. Roll a perception, maybe. See if we can't see something inside. Yeah, go ahead. Roll a perception check. Uh, oh. And. I'm at, I'm at 22. So is only only Landegars looking into the? Uh, I rolled I rolled a 15 plus. So I rolled I rolled 17. So as you 18, guys letters, 18. As you guys peer into the mouth of the cave, uh, you're able to see that the stream uh, continues on for a good maybe 20 or 30 yards uh, down a long tunnel. And it looks to be uh, the faint outline of a bridge as well as uh, some humanoid-made staircase. Uh, and still, uh, do you guys see any uh, guards or anything? Is this pretty barren? There's nothing, just, just the it, stairs? It looks to be empty, at least down this long corridor. All right, push forward. I say we send, we send, we send land in uh, looking for traps and we'll follow slowly behind them again. Okay. So Landon so, is traveling across the, across the, the creek or the stream. Um, I'll need you to roll a perception check. All right. Oh, crap. 
I rolled a three. My modifier is three. So eight. Oh, I'm sorry. I need you to do a dexterity check. That's better. You already have to roll roll again. Yeah, you can roll again. (laughs) Okay, well, that's a nine. My four, six, fifteen. So as you're making your way across the stream, the flicker of a campfire beyond the thickets catches your eyes. And you notice just to the right-hand side of the cave entrance, there seems to be a cul-de-sac within, within the trees. And there you see two goblins stationed. They don't notice you. Oh. All right. I'm guessing you relay this information to us? I'm going to trot right back and tell you. Okay. Um, let's, let's go uh, mollywop these fools. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to go slay some fools with my axe. <laughs> All right. So if we'll go ahead and roll a um, initiative. Uh, is it my turn? Because I'd like to uh, enter a rage. Uh, well, so we were rolling initiative. So then you'll you'll enter once. Oh, then we right that decides who goes first. Right. Eighteen. Also eighteen. What'd you what'd you roll, Dad? I rolled twelve. How'd you get eighteen? Four decks and two proficiency, right? No, because it's just initiative. Oh, I'm sorry. So, so it's just yeah. So it's a uh, four and twelve. Sixteen. Sorry. Sixteen. Okay. I rolled eighteen. Okay. I rolled a sixteen and plus two, so I have eighteen. I rolled a natural twenty. <laughs> I rolled a thirteen plus two, so I'm at fifteen. And Thea rolled an 18 plus zero, 18. She's got bomb initiative. <laughs> she rolls so high. Order? Yeah, working on the order now. So Matt, upon hearing the news, decides to just walk boldly in front of everybody around the thicket with his chest puffed up after just totally murdering a goblin earlier on the head of the trail. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, let me get the goblins on the map. I already did that. <laughs> no, We're his worst enemy. Mine too, last time. And we have two goblins on the map that are still unaware of Matt's presence, even as he so boldly walks around the corner. <laughs> so, Matt, you are up first. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to go for... Let's see how far apart are they? They're about 15, 10 feet. Uh, social distancing rules? Yeah. <laughs> At least six. At least six feet. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to summon up some of that inner fire in my body. Oh, and I'm going to launch a, a firebolt at the one on the right. Okay. And is that um, 
Are there any rolls that the goblin would need to do, or? Uh, nope, but I do need to roll. Thirteen. So do I need? What else do I roll for this? So I roll a thirteen. You roll the d twenty, and yeah. then spell attack bonus. You're a sorcerer, right? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, spell attack. Where are you at here? I'm trying to navigate this app here. Sorcerers. Oh, I get a modifier. Oh, plus six. You're so you get plus two, and then plus your charisma. So you roll yeah, uh, uh, plus six. So, th- uh, uh, 13 plus six. Yeah, so 19. So I'm pretty sure that hits a goblin. So as you're conjuring up this fireball, and the goblin slowly turns to see you, the orange of the fire catches in his eyes as he's singed to a crisp with nothing left but his boots. What'd you roll for damage? I didn't get. Oh, you didn't roll damage? Oh, I thought oh, that was no, damage. Okay, well, you hit. So go ahead yeah, and roll your damage then. <laughs> no, he's dead. You said it. <laughs> and that's what you think will happen, or he thinks will happen, as he's watching you conjure this fireball. Yeah, so let's see. I rolled a seven. Let me make sure. So it's just going to be a straight seven, then, right? So do I have to? Do I have a modifier that I add to that? It's just one d ten, so it was seven. So yeah, seven. yeah, seven. Okay, so same thing happens. He's burnt to a crisp. Nothing left, but his boots. What he saw is what would happen. Yeah, premonition, <laughs> well, you know, future. And Akimos is up next. Uh, okay, I don't think I can reach him. Um, hold on, I I actually have a spell. 60 feet. Do I have 60 feet? Uh, two, three, four, five. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, okay. So 60 feet. Um, I'm going to cast Ray of Frost. Ooh. Um, it's just a ranged spell attack, which is a d20 plus spell attack. Uh, proficiency plus charisma. So d20. I rolled a natural one. Nice. Big old fail. <laughs> Get another set of dice, buddy. What'd you do? Hit me in the shoulder on the way over? Or what? <laughs> you bumped me trying to cast a stupid spell. I think that you dipped into the cast of wine before we got here. <laughs> That's why you left me at the ground. <laughs> Yeah, my concentration's out there, so I missed my attack, my my spell. Yeah, so standing beside greatness, watching a fireball being hurled and just totally eliminating a goblin has left you staggered and flabbergasted. And as you attempt to fire your frost bolt, a mere ice cube is uh, <laughs> is conjured and falls into the ground. Oh, I hate when that happens. <laughs> Can I add it to my water? <laughs> Ten second roll. <laughs> All right. Um, Faya is up next. So, let's see. How far away are we? 
We're like within thirty feet. No. Uh, not we're not quite there. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty-five. It's like forty-five. So now can see how far away he is. Can we move and make a like spell? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and you can break up your movement and stuff too. So you usually will have three options to. Well, you have like four options. But the main three options are movement, uh, bonus action, and just regular action. Okay. So you can move, shoot, and then move your remaining amount if you want to try and like gotcha. or, or or whatever. So I would like to move within thirty feet of this creature, and then cast Thorn Whip. Oh. Which the range is thirty feet. The duration is instantaneous, and I create a long vine-like whip covered in thorns that lashes out at your command toward a creature in range. Make a melee spell attack against the target. If the attack hits, the creature takes 1d6 piercing damage, and if the creature is large or smaller, you pull the creature up to 10 feet closer to you. Oh, nice. So roll a... uh... D20. 13. And then you add your wisdom modifier and your proficiency bonus. Um, plus 3. 16 plus proficiency bonus, 2. So 17. No, 18. And that's just a hit? Or that's is that. Okay, yeah, then that hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. Okay. So now I do one D six piercing damage. Uh, three. And does this move the goblin out even if it hits or? Yeah, if they're large or smaller. Is large or smaller? You pull the creature ten feet closer to you. So they they move ten feet closer to you. Right. Okay. So as you lash out with this vine whip, catching this goblin around the waist, hitting it for two damage, what, two damage? Three damage. Oh, three. My bad. Yep. Hitting him for three and pulling him 10 feet closer to you. He's now startled, aware, yet still last in the line of, uh, of enemies to attack. Steve or Landigar, you are up. Okay. All right. I'm going to scramble up on top of that rock there so that I can do the happy dance after I shoot this guy with my arrow. Get the high ground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I have rolled a nine. A nine is a miss. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna crumble on down off the rock and shame. Yeah. Did, you, did you roll a nine or did you? No, I rolled a five. Oh, okay. Yeah. So as you made your way to the top of the rock, you realized you left your bow <gasps> down at the base. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no arrows will be shot during this this move. Okay, at least I didn't lose an arrow. <laughs> I got to the <laughs> All right, Bog, you are up. This is not good. <laughs> it's okay, I got it, boys. 
I'd like to charge right up to these guys and cast rage. Because that's what I do. So, rage is just a bonus action, so then you can still attack. Right. Oh, and then I'm going to for sure attack this guy with my axe. <laughs> okay, roll for, uh, roll for attack. Okay, so I do 17 plus proficiency, no, plus initiative, so, oh no, plus proficiency too, 19? It's your, that is a hit. It's a d20 plus your proficiency bonus, which is 2, plus your strength for your weapon. For the hit, right? Get to hit. Right, okay. So, then, ooh, this guy is screwed! <laughs> Natty 20 oh, on the <laughs> Plus, you said proficiency bonus of 22 plus uh, attack using strength. So I get three 25. Yeah, so that's a, that's a big hit. Because natural Gosh. 20 is a crit, right? Yeah, I, I yeah, think so it is. you would double your damage die. Gosh, right. Roll some big damage, man. Yeah. Uh, a great axe, which is what you're using as a D12, so you roll two of those. Oh. You had your range strength bonus. I think you get plus two oh. to rage damage, right? Rage has two damage. Yeah, you have plus two for the rage, right. Plus your two D12s. Wait, so I do I roll two D12s right now? Yeah, because you crit. So it's normally just one, but you crit, so you get to roll two of them. Okay. An eight and a three. So Eleven, thirteen. Two, two damage for rage. Yep. So thirteen plus yep. your strength on uh, three. So sixteen. Yeah. So There's sixteen no damage, or sixteen now double that, or. 16. I mean, either way, this goblin has been yeah. obliterated. Because what happens with my right? My first one was twenty-five, so I almost would rather take. Yeah. What? That was to hit, right? Yeah, the first one was to roll for hit. Yeah, the first yeah. one's basically to see if oh. you actually hit the target. Oh, so I add. No, because I I made the hit, and then I did the natty twenty to do the damage for the critical hit. Right? Yeah, you did it wrong. <laughs> so a d twenty <laughs> to hit. And then you, uh, you would use a 12, so you, there's no way you could have rolled a 20. Right, so I just got uh, an 8 and a 3. So I rolled it twice. Wait, crit, that's what I'm saying. So you rolled once to attack, which was, what was whatever your first roll? 20? So you, rolled, you rolled a d20 and got like a 17 or something to hit, right? Uh, right, correct. Okay, so, so then there was no crit. So then you just roll a d12 to do, to da- to do damage. Okay, yeah. So roll a d- d12. Right, so I, I already rolled that. I got an 8. Okay, so you got an 8 plus yeah. 2 to strength, 10, plus another whatever your strength modifier is. 3. 13. And are we swinging with just a great axe, or is this a two-weapon hit? Oh, this is, uh, it was going to be the Great Axe, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, Great Axe, because that's the D12. All right. Right. 
So as Bog begins his mad dash towards the goblin that is still entangled by the hip, he makes a deadly swing for the neck, severing the goblin's head. But while still in a rage, the momentum of that axe carries his weight around again to then sever the goblin again, but at the waist, and dropping down low to sever for a third time, chopping the legs at the kneecaps, leaving nothing but pieces of the goblin left. Savage. Like Triple kill. <laughs> All enemies have been cleared from the battlefield. Yeah. All right, let's start searching real quick. I would like to uh, gather a trophy from my slain goblin and take another pair of eyes and add it to my collection. So now I have fish eyes and goblin eyes. So now uh, from all, would you like all four eyes or just two eyes? Just just the two, please. The one I slain, right? (laughs) So then two more eyes are removed from the goblin. I have an affinity for, for goblin ears, so I'd like to slice one ear off. And one goblin ear is removed. As you guys inspect inspect the bodies, you'll see that uh, neither of these goblins nor the goblins on the trail ahead have anything on their person other than their, their weapon and their bow. So basically they, they keep their big storage back in the cave. Any arrows for their bows? They do. They Ooh. are smaller bows, um, okay. so they wouldn't. They are short bows. Uh, I believe that, you have a long bow. Yes. Uh, and being that they're smaller um, humanoids, uh, the arrows are also about half the size of your arrows. Okay. Toothpicks, right. basically. We got toothpicks over there. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, nobody was damaged. We can continue on. Is that correct? That is true. That is correct. Um, unfortunately, I have to go now. <laughs> yeah. We'll camp at our, our home rock right here. I know. Yeah. I would like to hearth five feet over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a water source. Yeah. And uh, you do, and yeah. River. yeah. And, uh, and uh, I think um, Faya has good berries so we can get some food. Yeah, she does have some good berries. So. Yeah. So you guys will be uh, you guys will be set up and camping here for the night until the next uh, session. Yeah, we'll take a long rest so then everyone gets their spells back and and everything. Your hit dice will return and be full health. 